Today, you're going to learn how an agent went from no one to number one and took over one of the most competitive neighborhoods in Los Angeles here on The Think Tank. Hey everybody, welcome to Think Tank Thursday. I am Dave Robles with Think Real Estate out of Los Angeles. And I am so, so excited to be here with John Durler, also from LA, one of my neighborhood boys. John, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, it's good to be here. Little background about John. John is broker owner of a boutique brokerage in Hancock Park. And I know this neighborhood, this is one of the most competitive, highly marketed to neighborhoods in Los Angeles. Would you agree? Yes, I would. Oh, I mean, this is old Hollywood royalty, old LA business people came from LA, from Hancock Park in the turn of the 1900s. It's an amazing neighborhood. Yeah, it's a great neighborhood. It was uh, founded by Henry Hancock and, and they uh, bought uh, a portion from Rancho La Brea and developed a community outside of downtown Los Angeles, the furthest west like neighborhood. And so now today we're right in the middle of it. Yep. Um, and we're getting a lot of migration coming back because because this was the Beverly Hills before Beverly Hills was developed. Exactly. And then Beverly Hills started developing in the 30s and 40s. Here, 1914, you know, when we started, it was developing uh, in 1914. So yeah, and it's what's great is, you know, we, we see people coming back this way because of the development of downtown, uh, K-Town, Koreatown, and Hollywood. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, you have multi-multi-million dollar homes, estates there. We do. We do. We have, what's nice about that is we, we have the multi-million dollar uh, estates here, but we also have the small, you know, two bedroom, one bath for 1.1, 1.2. So there's from 1.2 all the way up to $16 million. Yeah, exactly. And we are going to learn how John broke into this market and went from a handful of millions of dollars in production to last year being the number one agent and brokerage in the, in the Hancock Park area right there. With like $56 million in business. Phenomenal. And I'll tell everybody from experience, this is a neighborhood that has been worked with by, by agents have long pedigree, like, like second generation realtors Absolutely. up in that neighborhood, selling to the people of that neighborhood. And John comes in here and overnight in seven years, takes it over. He's going to walk us through it. So John, the, the floor is yours. Tell us how you did this. Um, I, I moved to this neighborhood. I had, um, I had bought up a bunch of rental properties and that's how I got into real estate and ended up renting in the neighborhood uh, right before I got married. And then um, we decided to, in 09, buy a, buy a house here when the market was down. So I uh, liquidated a bunch of my real estate uh, rental properties just to get in, to be able to afford to get into this neighborhood. Right. I just liquidated it all and just kept my mortgage low. So I, you know, no one else knew that. My neighbors didn't. Right. <laughs> and so we were able to set foot in this neighborhood because we loved it. And then that's when I was, um, uh, my wife 
Jill's at the time said, you know, you need to sell residential. So we knew no one in this neighborhood. We had no friends in this neighborhood. Um, so I went and interviewed with a couple of the agencies. And at the time, I, I, uh, I decided to go with Keller Williams, who had just moved into the uh, neighborhood. And so it was great because I was able to, de to uh, develop my brand uh, of, of the neighborhood with Keller Williams. So that was great. I learned a lot from them for the first three years. But what I started doing, since I didn't know anybody, I just knocked on doors. I knocked simple, old school, knocking on doors. But I also listened, um, and I would just take my little – I still do it today. I, I don't go the electronic route yet. I haven't been able to to wing myself of it. But I take, you know, uh, my paper that I have it broken down, and I write their name, their address, and I have it in my notes. You know, when I'm talking to them, they're like, yeah, well, I'm not thinking about, you know, selling now, but, you know, my kids are – in high school, maybe in a couple of years. And I write that down. I wrote it down. I would write it down. And then I just input it into a program and just hold on to it. Um, my biggest break was actually like the second day I was door knocking. Um, I called an out of area agent who had a property for sale in the neighborhood. And I asked her, Hey, can I sit your open house? I'll give you 15% of anybody that comes through that buys something else. She goes, not wow. a problem. You yeah. gave referral fees off the buyer. I gave her a referral fee. Absolutely. Wow. Give them a referral fee. Who cares? Give it to them. You know? So, because uh, I wanted to sit. And, and so I was able to do that. I even started, had my own sign. So this gentleman came in and he said, I own the house down the street. I'm thinking about selling it. Can you come down and take a look? Now, I had door knocked him earlier that day because before, again, door knocked before my open house. He came down. We talked a little bit. I went over saw his other property and ended up getting my first listing for a million two. And it was a major, major fixer. Right. And, uh, I put the sign out, a guy called me on it, um, and asked me, there's no way you're going to get one too. He had such an attitude and I ended up mirroring him. So I had the attitude back, which I shouldn't have done. And I don't do that anymore. It's a good lesson though. Well, he and I ended up just hanging up on each other and I thought, what, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. I, I, I shouldn't act like that. So I called him back and I said, I go, have you ever had a bad day? He goes, well, yeah. I go, well, I'm having one and I took it out on you and I am very sorry. What can I do to help you? And he just died laughing. He said, no one has ever done that. Right. right. A lot of people hang up on you then. <laughs> so, uh, so I ended up representing him on the buy as well. So I double popped that deal. And then he fixed it up and I sold that house again. And then the gentleman who I'd first door knocked. So that basically, that got me in the hood. Yep. My sign, uh, you know, people starting to know who I am. And again, like you said earlier, there's a dynasty here. There's a dynasty, family dynasty, who has been here, a couple of them, uh, the realtors in the neighborhood. And, you know, the first thing people told me, um, oh, you can't, you can't, um, such and such owns this neighborhood. Such and such owns this neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, keep believing that. I want you to believe. Other agents were telling me that. I'm like, great, believe that. Not me, man. There's no way. I just said, I'm taking over this hood. This is my neighborhood. I'm going to take it over. I'm going to take it over. And so, like you said, it's still a lot of competition. Even though I'm number one, I'm still having to tweak my listing appointments. I miss, uh, you know, miss, I miss opportunities and miss out on listings. 
And so that's what I'm, you know, after eight years, I'm trying to, you know, fine tune that with the coaching, but it was just the old school door knocking. Old school door knocking. How many houses would you go out and hit in a day, for example? Um, I would hit about 46 to 56. In a day. day. How many days a week? Um, I would, well, the first, well, in the beginning, it was every day, five days a week. I was hitting that. That was for like the first year. Got it. That's what I want to know. Well, people yeah. go 40, 50 houses a day, five days a week, first year, then what? Well, in that combination of the door knocking and then I had that business, then I had the listing, uh, then that definitely scaled down because I would do my open houses. Now, my open houses, I do them like no other. I bring a barbecue pit. I'm from Texas, and I throw some dogs or burgers on there on a Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday, or Saturday, if nobody lives there, I open it up on Saturday and Sunday. And I'd have uh, hot dogs and, and people, families would come and they really enjoyed it. And they'd see, you know, that's a good thing because you want them to feel that they're at a barbecue at their own house. Now you drive a Tesla or a Mercedes, right? Yeah, I drive. <laughs> no, I don't drive a Tesla or a Mercedes. I could if I wanted to. I know. But I drive a truck. I yes, drive a, a Tundra truck, and actually it's 10 years old. <laughs> it looks good. It still looks good. I've got 65,000 miles on it. It's 10 years old because I just, again, I work this hood. Now, really? I go out and sell in Beverly Hills, too. When they call me or I have a buyer and I'm doing that, I go all over L.A. But the beauty about it is if you want to hone in on a neighborhood, stick to it. Yes. Stick to it. Because – Again, I average 6,500 miles on, on my truck. Right. You know. But I say that because I want people to know what, you know, the whole picture here. This is a, a pretty conservative part of L.A., old money, and you're doing backyard barbecues, driving a truck, door knocking, and I believe you do a mailer, and it's like a newsletter, right? It is. I do a newsletter. And then that, that's the other thing that I was doing in combination in that first year of um, – because again, nobody knew who I was, started door knocking. I joined the Wilshire Rotary. Uh, that was great. And, and Good. Good joined a community thing. So people started getting to know who you were or who I was. Um, but I, um, since we have all these old history of houses, I wanted to provide uh, history. So I would uh, take a picture of one of the houses and I looked up the architect, find out what was going on back in 1923 and start Googling everything and would write a story about a particular home. And then I would put other information into my, um, my handout. And then I had a delivery service go out and deliver it once a month. And people started to read that. They start, cause it was something of value. It wasn't, Hey, look at me because and I was on the back. Hey, look at me. I'm on the back. But the front of it was basically, you know, what they could do or you know, what they could read. And then they went in and I had stats and I have a recipe corner every, every month and, and things like that. How many pieces went out? Uh, in the beginning, I think it was just like 2000 in the beginning. And then today I have uh, 5,000. Got it. And it's like four pages. It's like a it's four pages. It's just like a, a yeah, it's, it's one page and it's folded in half and it slips into a, a, plastic and my guys go and deliver awesome awesome yeah, yeah. And now how consistent have you been with that over the past how many years every month every month for the last six years right. um, it's been consistent 
How important has that been, the consistency every single month for these years, been to the building of your business? Uh, it, uh, wait, what's the question? <laughs> How important do you think it has been for you to be so consistent over oh. Oh, it's the number one. It's, it's the number one of being consistent. Um, absolutely. You have to be consistent because I've seen other agents will get into an area and feel around for a while and then go out and then leave or yeah. come in or, or go out. You know, yeah, you have to be on top of it. You have to know the community. You have to be involved with the community. You got to do stuff with the community. And, and that's what I've been doing uh, uh, here. And then now I'm about to go and expand where I am now, I'm just going to expand to that right next neighborhood because it's part, you know, it's, part, it's adjacent to, to here. And so now I'm ready to infiltrate like uh, it's a battle. I look at and I do, I look at it. I looked at, I got a map. I pulled the map out. I'm going to conquer this neighborhood and this is where I'm going to conquer. And I keep it and it's a visualization and I just, I just do it. Do you ever play risk? Uh, no, I never. <laughs> Never did play risk. Oh, yeah. You are playing risk in real life with real estate, and I love it. I'm gonna send you the game. So okay. Um, I love love this. Okay, so few years door knocking. You've got your barbecues. You've got the Rotary Club. You've yep. got the, um, the the monthly newsletter. Yep. Your yep. starts to take off. Walk yep. through the next phase. Okay, so the next phase. Um, I guess that was like the first three years. And then I decided to go off on my own. So I started my own company and then I, I was working out of my garage. Uh, and then I got a, an office uh, up here on Larchmont and um, just an executive office. And I ended up, it was a big, big building. Then we, I ended up leasing out the building for, for the owner. So, you know, things would come up and then, a building across the street came up and they said, Hey, that was after one year. They said, we need to rent this place. Will you go rent it? And I said, sure. And I looked at it and I came back. I said, I'll take it. Cause it was right on the corner and it was a great location. And I was able to take a thousand square feet. And then the guy left next door and I took over that. And I'd love to buy the property. It's an old family trust. And at, at the moment they're not looking to sell, but you know, we keep, we keep asking. Yeah. Keep asking. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so our movement was there, but, um, I, I continue to stay and I have a big window here. I can wave at people as they walk by <laughs> Awesome. friend just walked by. Actually, I'm going to sell her house later. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I continue to stay and, and I had coached one year, um, with another coach and then I laid off a year and then I came on with Tom Ferry and I, I tell you what, you know, because we can always work better. We, we look at things, and I look at things, I'm like, how can I tweak this better? And, and for me, I started involving the phones rather than just door knocking. I started, you know, doing the phones. And so now what I do is when I go door knocking, of course, out of those 40, I will end up talking. Uh, my connection ratio is usually out of 40 – 45 will be 20 people or 18 people. And out of that 18, I'll, I'll get a phone number or an email out of two or three of those people. And that's all you need, really. Huh? It, it, it's really nice. So that started feeding my database. 
But then I'm like a bull. I just charge through the China cabinet, but I just keep going. And then I would go up the street and then I just do other streets. But I never came back to the ones that weren't home. I would leave information on there. That's fine. So now, now after seven, eight years, I'm strategically doing it where I door knock, I meet them. That's great. I'm putting it in line desk, what we talked about, everything. Then I'm pulling up their phone numbers, the ones that did not answer their door. And I'm calling them. And I'm getting a lot of a great response. I'm getting a hold of it. So now I'm strategically out of those 20 homes on that one side of the street. Not only did I talk and get phone numbers out of two and 18, but the ones that I missed, I catch up on it. And that's usually the next day or the day after. Because they've got your material. It was at the door and you're calling them two days later. Exactly. Say, listen, just wanted to follow up. I was in the neighborhood and I dropped off some information, but we were checking. I'm working with some buyers. Have you had any thoughts of selling? Uh, Maybe not this year, but about next year. And, you know, anytime anybody says no to me, um, you know, no, not now. But also I follow up with, um, that's excellent. How is your real estate portfolio? How about investing? I mean, you you know, they live in a four million or three million or, you know, whatever uh, dollar home. What's your real estate portfolio looking at? Right. I get called and then I lean in. I'm saying, hey, because you got to make it a secret. Hey, are you ever interested in any duplexes that come up at a discount? Because I get stuff across my desk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm interested. <laughs> What's your phone number? What's your email? Oh, yeah, here. Give, you know, yeah. that's it. So if you get a no, it's not over. Lean in. Again, I'm going to do it one more time. You lean in. It's like a secret. Say, hey. I get this stuff across my desk. Would you ever be interested in a duplex or a fourplex? Oh yeah. Boom, boom. Done. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that's worth the price of admission right there, John. That's awesome. <laughs> now you have just grown. This is just is an amazing story. I find it incredibly inspiring and I know people are going to be all over this. I want to be very respectful of your time. I know you have an appointment at three 30. Thank you. How can people reach you if they have a referral for you in LA, Hancock Park? Well, the other, hey, the guy that I sold the house to on that first story I told you about, he's calling me. I've been working with this guy. I made, honestly, I made over $700,000 in commission on this, with this guy. It's amazing. That was, that, 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 that was, that, was that one door knock. Look, he's calling me. He's got another building he wants to buy. All right. Ha. I'm sorry. So. How can people reach you if they want to give you a referral to L.A. Hancock Park? 213 area code. 924-2208 is my cell. Text me. 213-924-2208. All right, my friend. You go on. Kill your day. Go see your 330 appointment. Thank you so much for being on the Think Tank. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's great. (laughs) Thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.